different data streams overlapped in the same DNA. Not sure why. Fix this or pull me out. I can parse the streams with a filter. Hold on. Okay, we're good. Are we? I don't know what happened, but I can work around it. You'll have to pick a stream to keep things stable. There's a third option, too. I can let the Animus modulate your identity based on signal strength. It's up to you. まもなく特急ポット浄土行きが到着します黄色い線までお下がりください So I want to talk about Assassin's Creed because I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla right now and I'm not really sure what I think of it You see, I've loved the Assassin's Creed genre since I first sat down in a hotel room during a debate trip in high school when someone brought their Xbox to a debate tournament to play Assassin's Creed because they couldn't get enough of it. And we're sitting there, you know, talking about the game and I'm playing a little bit of it, really watching, right, my fellow classmates play, or classmate, I guess, play. And all I'm thinking about is, Shouldn't we be practicing or studying for the like tournament coming up? I believe it was like state or nationals. I'm not sure which. But no, we're playing Assassin's Creed. And something about the first game really got to me because at first I really just thought it was you're playing an assassin in basically um, the Mediterranean. But turns out that you've actually been in this virtual world the whole time playing something called a genetic memory. I'm bringing up this story because it's really, really relevant to me as a game designer because not only do I like making games、um, and I like telling stories, I really like meta narrative. Meta narrative is the narrative that takes kind of outside the story. It's this story that's kind of been taking place the whole time. So, for a very pop culture example, we're going to see meta narrative come up in Harry Potter, right? Harry Potter is a story about Harry, the boy who lived. And he's really cool, and he goes to school with his witch friends, Hermione and Ron, and then they like defeat some evil, and they have a bully named Draco, and they're like, We hate you, Draco. See how cool we are? That's like the story of Harry Potter, or like the, the first book, right? The meta narrative is actually what happens in books, you know, four, five, six,、um, seven as well. The meta narrative. Is what led to Harry becoming the boy who lived, right? The meta narrative is the headcanon, right? That play- players, that readers reading the novels are kind of inventing themselves and everybody on MuggleNet figuring out what's going to happen in book seven before it happens because they've read the meta narrative. Usually, when we talk about meta narrative in、um, novel writing, we're talking about foreshadowing. Right? The foreshadowing of what's about to happen is a type of meta narrative. I still want to call it meta narrative, even though some of you out there that are literary scholars or in your、uh, literature studies right now are basically saying, Lauren, that's not meta narrative. That's just trope. Meta narrative is, you know, when you're breaking the fourth wall in Shakespeare, etc. I'm not going to argue with you because you're right. But also, when we look at games, the foreshadowing, the way we employ storytelling or Um, literary devices in forms of UI, in forms of what you have access to in the HUD, or even jarringly cinematics in the first Assassin's Creed, you're brought back out into the、um, real world and you're not really quite sure what game you've even been playing. That's the meta narrative, right? And it actually can make you more immersed. I don't know if I want another Assassin's Creed game because 
I'm having a lot of fun. But, you know, the game has changed. The game's not about that meta narrative anymore. It's not about an Assassin's Creed. It's not about prescribing yourself. It's not about, um, or prescribing yourself to a cult, right? Basically of, you know, assassins that are against this world order of people that want to take over the world. It's not about the meta narrative. It's not about what Assassin's Creed meant, right, to the modern world. There aren't even levels in the modern world, really. It really is more historical accuracy simulator. And right now I'm playing Be a Viking simulator. And I have to tell you, though, that I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla. This is not a dig on the game. It is incredible. I am having the time of my life. And I still don't know if I want another Assassin's Creed game. Because I'm not, I don't really feel like I'm playing Assassin's Creed. I feel like I'm playing Vikinger, the saga of Eivor. Which, like, honestly sounds a lot more badass than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But I guess Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a lot more marketable. And that's, that's the point that I, I really want to kind of talk through with you guys today. In today's episode. Where, what is, you know, what is a video game's meta-narrative? What does a video game series mean when it forgets what it is about? Or rather, maybe how does a franchise continue to expand and grow its genre when at the same time being the same game that everybody loves? Uh, Another series, right? Ubisoft's actually known for this throughout. Another series that Ubisoft is really good at is, you know, the Far Cry series. Every game is about the same, and yet you play every game because you want to play every game and... Really, if you got another Far Cry game, would you want something completely different? Would you want a return to form? I I don't know. Would you want a completely different experience? What would you want from that? You see, as a marketer and as a game designer, I can argue for you that an Assassin's Creed and a Far Cry experience is a genre and a franchise that is really just the sum of its parts and that each iteration is just making a better and better version of that game. And you can see this with Assassin's Creed Valhalla because quite frankly, it is a much better and a much more immersive than the past Juge games that it uh, that predate it, being Origins and Odyssey. I really just couldn't get into Origins or Odyssey. Despite loving Origins' ability to burn spiderwebs with torches, that's like my biggest thing, and climbing up pyramids and really being able to experience ancient Egypt, which I absolutely love, um, and also kind of seeing, right, Hellenistic influences in this ancient Egypt versus the, I think, actual time period it was in, as well as playing Odyssey as Cassandra and as uh, Alexius, or Alexros, or I played as both of them, and then being able to see how incredibly um, exciting it was to I don't know, to see all of that, to see with the dialogue options, to see the romance, to see all of the, you know, things they had taken from other successful RPG titles. But then I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I have to say that that's exactly what I'm playing, is I'm really playing Vikinger, the saga of Eivor, uh, the next latest RPG from Ubisoft. And honestly, I almost wish that that is what it had been called. Now, as a game designer and a marketer, though, I have to realize that if I have a bunch of things from the Assassin's Creed library, right, and I really just want to make a game about Vikings, and I want to tell amazing personal stories in this Viking world in England, 
and the library's Assassin's Creed, and I've got a bunch of people that want to make Assassin's Creed. I might as well just call it Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And that's kind of frustrating to me, because as a consumer, I really, really want to play a novel game. And that's, I think, where it gets it gets frustrating. That's why I don't want another Assassin's Creed game. Ubisoft, I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I need you to stop making Assassin's Creeds. I love Far Cry, but I need you to stop calling them Far Cry. I want you to go out on a limb and be innovative. That's what I want. I want to play a game that is incredibly different. But I know that's scary for them, right? Because For Honor came out, and that was a very exciting experience to see. I was very, very excited by that. And it was new, it was unique, but then some people were like, it just didn't really hit the mark. And I, I can kind of see why, but I never truly got into that experience or played it. I just loved the ideas of it and I loved watching it. Um, but I never got into it like Assassin's Creed. And then that's where it comes back to is I'm playing this game. I just want to play this game. I keep playing this game. I'm, I think I'm 25, 30 hours in. I'm nowhere near close to what I think the end of the storyline is. How many hours am I going to put into this RPG that came from an action-adventure series that is now a full RPG, now with power levels as well? And so I have no idea how long I'm going to spend in it, and yet I find myself wanting to play it. So by all accounts, I have nothing bad to say about this game other than I hate the title? And that's bizarre. That's absolutely bizarre to me. Assassin's Creed Valhalla shouldn't be a game where we have to argue about whether or not it is an Assassin's Creed game. And yet every time Ubisoft releases an Assassin's Creed game, we all go, this is not an Assassin's Creed game. And yet we keep buying it and we keep investing ourselves into it. And we, then we try to sign up for Amazon Prime so we can get our free gear pack and cool sales for our longboat that we never use because we taught our horse how to swim. And we're just going, yeah... It's not really an Assassin's Creed game. Like, how ignorant and egotistical do we have to be as a consumer? As Do I have to be, right, as this Assassin's Creed fan to be like, eh, but it's not really an Assassin's Creed game. Okay, a hundred hours later, and I'm still playing Valhalla. That's what's going to happen. So I actually got on the mic today, and I actually said, okay, I was going to record about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and about how I don't think I want another Assassin's Creed game. And the answer is actually, I want Ubisoft to come up with another game that is, it could be exactly like Assassin's Creed, and then just don't be constricted by the old Assassin's Creed methodology, right? That's, that would be really, really fun for me. On the alternative, I want an actual Assassin's Creed game. I want a game where Sean is in his coffee shop being a spy and Rebecca's the delivery girl, and they've just about, they've just got together or whatever, and you're just that office worker. Um, that was actually my favorite part of Black Flag. You're just this office worker, and you're in the real world, and you're actually doing something for Abstergo or for the Assassin's Group, and you're in the modern world, and there is something large at stake, because this game always talks about how we're saving from the end of the world, the end of the world is happening, there's radiation. Um, oh, this meteor is going to destroy. They, they rose the stakes so high that then when you play the actual game, right, the meta narrative of the stakes of this of these of the assassins versus Templar conflict and the stakes of the world that you're in are just infinite. There's this huge gap, right? 
Now, for those of you who have been playing Assassin's Creed as long as I have, and if some of you remember the Assassin's Creed Christmas kind of routine is that every Christmas an Assassin's Creed game would come out, and probably for 10 years there, every, I mean, I don't know if there's been 10 Assassin's Creed games. Actually, please, oh god, if there's been a 10 Assassin's Creed games, I've probably played every one, including Rogue. Um, so every Assassin's Creed game, you would play it at Christmas, because it would come out at Christmas. So I've played it every Christmas, and every game the stakes get higher and higher. And I'm just looking at myself, and I'm looking at that history of Assassin's Creed, and probably the last one you guys are thinking of is the Ezio trilogy. That's the last one where the meta-narrative, right, that narrative that was happening outside the Animus, which is where you are in Assassin's Creed and you're playing the game, in the game. Um, oh, I love that. I love virtual worlds and virtual worlds. So you're playing the game in the game, and then when you come out, you kind of are recounting to everyone, this is the artifact that I found that will help us in the real world. And that premise is still very much the same in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Unfortunately, you have this artifact that I believe you got from the end of uh, playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I never made it to, sadly. And you get to the end of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you apparently find the artifact, something happens, everybody dies, she comes back. Should have said there would have been spoilers. It's not really a big deal, because in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where I'm at right now, she still doesn't know how this person, Eivor, is going to save the world. But she changes history, as, as every, you know, dead body you find in an Assassin's Creed universe does. The last games that had everything matching were really all the way up until Assassin's Creed 3, which sadly... Um, was just not my favorite because it was riddled with bugs, but at least had you go out into the real world in Assassin's Creed 3 and perform actual assassin-y things, right? The skills that you learned as an assassin in a video game translated to what you learned in the real world, which is actually very accurate, by the way. Video games and our own military operations have a history. Um, so in this case, even though it's like parkour and you suddenly learn parkour by... Um, you know, just laying in bed all day. I wish I, I, I did that. Um, very Matrix. You go into the Matrix, you learn parkour, you come outside, you have parkour. And so you, as Desmond, are parkouring in the real world. That's really what I want to see from something that calls itself an Assassin's Creed game. But after Assassin's Creed 3, you get Assassin's Creed 4, which is Black Flag, which is about, um, apparently, which is about uh, Connor's father or the protagonist's father from Assassin's Creed 3. That's really cool, but then it has ship fighting. Suddenly, it's like they were looking for an excuse to make more ship games, or rather, they took it as everybody loving the fact that it was Pirate Simulator to just put ships in every single other game that has the word Assassin's Creed in it. Now I'm on a longboat, not even doing naval warfare, just kind of fighting in a river, but not really fighting. You just kind of fight and then you click triangle and then you raid and then you get off and then you're like, oh wait, I'm an assassin, I should wear my cloak. Oh, I already clicked raid and everybody's just murdering people. So might as well murder everyone, uh, which is amazing and feels like a Viking. And so when I forget that I'm playing an Assassin's Creed game, I think I love this game. As soon as I remember it's Assassin's Creed game, I dislike it. I don't I don't want Ubisoft to have all of this, uh, I don't know, I, I, just, I just don't want the developers right up that are making these amazing experiences you know, to be held back by something that is truly marketing, which is just putting the word Assassin's Creed on it. And I feel for the developers here because I know that the studio itself has gone through hell in 2020. And when I say that, I mean every single person that has worked at Ubisoft, that works at Ubisoft currently, you have gone through quite the, the freaking craziness of 2020. And my heart reaches out to every single person that has been 
whose life has been put in danger because of it. All this to say, Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft really have such an amazing history. There are amazing mechanics in this game. And as much as I want to continue playing it, a part of me needs to stop playing it because I don't really want it to be a part of my life anymore. If it's going to continue being a series that innovates and excites and creates new stories, because that's exactly what it's doing, I think it needs to go away from the Assassin's Creed genre. I think it needs to fully own a new, say, original, quote-unquote, or even just like be honest, transparent reskin of the old Assassin's Creed. I think that this game doesn't really need the hidden blade, though it's really fun. And when I want to play an Assassin-like game, I play that. But at the end of the day, most conflicts, most resolutions, it really, it just goes into a more traditional fighting RPG. And there's nothing wrong with that. It feels much more like an amazing Viking experience. And all of the relationships of all the characters, man, the writing did a, team did a really good job. Um, and you can see all of that in, in the dialogue and you can see it in the collectibles, you can see it in the codex. And I just really wish that there is more innovation and more of that talent, right? What they could do outside of an Assassin's Creed game. I mean, that would be absolutely incredible. And to all the people that are really enjoying Valhalla right now, especially Flighting as a writer slash poet, um, I am hella fucking enjoying Flighting. And I love the drinking game. And there's something to be said for if Ubisoft ever takes their Assassin's Creed's teams and actually makes an original IP, maybe that takes place in the real world or in a fantasy-like setting of it in the Vikings. They have a lot of great core mechanics for an amazing MMO if they just had them outside of the Assassin's Creed franchise. <laughs>